My name is Jason Bullock, and I'm your guest host for this episode of the Red River Report. Today, we're going to be talking about the entertainment industry and getting some insight into that world. Joining me today is my guest, Julian Botel. Uh, Butel. Butel. How are you doing, Julian? I'm doing great. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, well, feel free to tell us a little bit about yourself, introduce yourself, what you do, and how you go about it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, my name is Julian Butel. Um, I am a sound designer for video games here in Winnipeg, Manitoba. I'm currently working as a producer assistant audio coordinator at Complex Games as they um, are in the late stages of development for their game uh, Warhammer Chaos Gate. Look forward to checking that out. Um, I'm also working uh, yeah, freelance for some other companies. Um, I'm involved with The Last Taxi, a virtual uh, reality game being developed by Zenfry here in town, um, as well as uh, a few other things. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, what I'm up to now, um, I'm formally trained as a jazz trumpet player. That's what I went to uh, university for, um, and then kind of meandered my way into the more composition and, and music for music and sound for media um, over the past few years here. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that things are uh, going as well as they are. Um, so, Julian, for us students specifically, uh, the entertainment industry is where a lot of us aim to break into, and so I wanted to ask you, uh, what was your experience like getting into the industry at first? Did you have any troubles, any pitfalls? Uh, yeah, definitely, like both. Uh, this is a, I'm extremely privileged to be working in the uh, video game industry and like video game audio specifically, like full time. Um, this is like something I've been working towards for a long time. And it has like definitely not been a um, linear path. So as I mentioned earlier, yeah, I went to school, like I'm from a small town in Saskatchewan, like 5,000 people. I like grew up as a band geek and I thought it was going to be a band teacher going to university for music. I like quickly, I discovered jazz, improvising, composition. Oh, I thought, hey, I don't know what I'm going to do with this either, <laughs> but I'm going to major in this. Uh, and then I took some uh, a class with uh, digital music production, and that was like the light bulb went off. Like, hey, this is cool. I think this could be something. Um, and then I uh, was accepted to a master's program at the California Institute of the Arts um, down in Los Angeles. So I moved down there for a few years, and um, I started working with some animators. Yeah, the idea was that music involved with other media and interdisciplinary work was really cool. So being in the States, I had the chance to do that more. And then like a second light bulb went off. I mean, like, hey, I think like this music production and this like working with other media, that's really cool. And then I took some programming classes and I thought like the third and final, like the linchpin of everything kind of uh, it all came together of like, wait, programming for like media plus music, wait, games. I like games growing up. Maybe uh, this could be something. So uh, I moved to Winnipeg, not really knowing that there was a, a game development scene or like industry uh, here and even like like the entertainment industry actually goes back like surprisingly far and is like surprisingly rich. And I think that's like something that's maybe not as uh, well known. So yeah, I, I showed up to a game jam here in town. Uh, for anyone unfamiliar, a game jam is an event that happens over the course of a weekend where people interested in making games show up and you try to make a tiny little like short and sweet experience of a game over the course of a weekend. So you get programmers, you get some uh, artists, you get um, musicians, sound designers, and you form teams and you try to make this experience. And yeah, I um, showed up and I worked with a few different people and made some connections. And uh, kind of in the meantime, I was working like an office job 
day in, day out, I would show up to work. And then after hours, I would kind of like get to work uh, trying to do more of this interactive stuff as I could. And it started out with like, okay, so I would go to these weekend events and volunteer my time, meet new people. And then all of a sudden I'd been at it long enough that someone says, hey, I need like one piece of music for this thing. I have like X amount of dollars. Would you be interested in doing it? And I'm like, oh, heck yeah. I'll like, I'll do that. So you get your one opportunity that's really small. And then someone else sees that and they say, oh, actually, hey, I saw, I like what you did over there. Here's like something slightly bigger. And you do that. And then it kind of over the course, and I'm, yeah, like talking like five years, um, kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, not everything you're involved with like turns out not everything that you do is a piece of gold so like two steps forward one step backwards two step forwards and like over the course of uh over the course of time i've been uh, very grateful to uh kind of be working with uh, a bunch of talented um industry folks here in town awesome you love to hear it and i think that gives us a lot of hope that you know so many people are like oh i'm gonna get a job right out of school but sometimes it doesn't happen so it's nice to know that no matter what there are still opportunities out there for everybody. And so something I wanted to touch on uh, just quickly is the freelance topic. And I know you don't do it as much as you may have before, but uh, what are some of the benefits to being freelance? Because I know that's an angle that uh, some of us students do like to take. Yeah, um, freelance is great. Uh, I mean, like the most obvious um, kind of aspect of it is that you get to make your own hours. For sure. <laughs> so, you know, everyone has a different rhythm. You know, not everyone's creative at eight o'clock in the morning. And maybe some people aren't creative at two o'clock in the morning either. So I feel that being able to just, you know, work at your own, on your own timelines and, uh, you know, within your own schedules and quote unquote, be your own boss is certainly uh, an aspect to it. Um, yeah. And I guess for me, another thing about freelance that kept me motivated is that I was always trying to hope you do one gig and maybe the next one will be a bigger opportunity, a more long-term opportunity. So that kind of a carrot in front of you was always a, a good motivation. And I mean, yeah, with being your own boss, if you need a time off, you can take your time off. And and it's great. Also, something I like about freelance, they, um, I had the opportunity of working with several clients at once and you meet a lot of people, um, you learn and get to see a lot of different production styles and ways of going about it. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to like make a thing, make a game. There's a, a bunch of different solutions to get to the destination and different people have different ways of going about it. You can get a lot of perspectives by kind of working with, with different people, you know, you're, you're kind of the accumulation of everyone that, you know, which is, I think a cool thing. Completely agreed. Yeah. And that's something that we're learning here that we kind of take a piece of our instructors as we go along and incorporate their, I don't want to use the word quirks, but I'm going to use the word quirks because that's ultimately <laughs> what it is. Um, yep. and so something I want to touch on, I know that everybody touches on it, but I have to ask because you do work full-time and as a freelancer, um, has COVID-19 had any effect on the industry itself for you personally? Uh, for me personally, um, yeah, COVID-19 has like turned a bunch of people's lives upside down. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, I am like, again, extremely privileged to say that I have like been relatively unaffected by it. I like the day job I was working at was extremely um, flexible in the work at home policies okay. and um, the work I was doing in the industry kind of kept going. It was like business as usual. I mean, they, uh, the studio I was working with, they had a, an office space, but then they converted to like all work from home. Yeah. The thing about game development 
um, is that a lot of it is happening kind of via the internet and remotely. Anyway, even if you're you know sitting next to each other, a lot of it occurs like in a Discord server or like via video chat or yeah. um, even a lot of indie teams, like they might be based in different parts of the world and everyone's using servers and file sharing protocols and like, you know, making GIFs and, you know, converting to like a work from home environment. We were doing that anyway, especially being like a freelance audio person. Like I never, I rarely see my the, the clients I'm working with face-to-face. We were probably having video calls anyway. I was sending files over Dropbox anyway. I was, uh, you know, pulling from the repo, you know, so that was like kind of just like, I never, everyone's in town here. So yeah, again, super privileged um, to um, to have been relatively unfazed other than like, you know, like you're not going out as much as you're used to and maybe not seeing people that, you know, just like the, the regular stuff, but work-wise I've been relatively smooth. I'm very glad to hear that. <clears throat> and I know a lot of places are switching to remote now. And I guess we can, I something I do want to talk about quickly is the mental health aspect to that. Has that um, been a challenge at all or has the move to remote been kind of, like seamless, I want to say. Yeah, um, I think I'll speak for myself. Uh, you know, you go through, a, you know, we've been at this for a couple of years now and you go through like the highs and lows of, <laughs> of everything. Um, yeah, there are definitely some parts where you're struggling with just like kind of keeping it all together. Yeah. You know, that's something I had to work through, especially when things are busy and you just like wouldn't mind like getting out and like seeing some people and you can't, uh, you know, that can be difficult not being able to see family or what have you. Definitely, it was a thing and you make adjustments or I've tried to make adjustments and uh, <laughs> I'll always remember when like Animal Crossing came out. Oh, <laughs> when, uh, In that like March <laughs> or February, when things just started locking down, it's like, okay, I guess everyone's just hanging out on an island now, virtually. And you're like, this is, this will have to do. I, I know my partner my partner's been big in Animal Crossing. I want to say they're pushing like 900 hours since they got it just a handful of months ago. This was pretty good. Those are big numbers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, like I get it. I feel it. I see, I see the appeal like as a Stardew player. I'm like, all right, I get it. This is pretty sweet. Julian, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. And I just wanted to ask before we wrap this up, do you have any parting words of wisdom for students looking to enter the industry? My parting words of wisdom are just uh, to keep learning. Uh, you can think you might know a thing or two and find out that you don't actually know anything. Uh, yeah, my experience in the industry is that um, there's always something new to learn. And whether that's something in audio or something within tech or a way of kind of talking with people or a way of approaching different situations, a uh, way of problem solving, um, and even just like a way of dealing with setbacks or successes, um, there's kind of being open to all those sorts of uh, lessons and being uh, sensitive to it has been really helpful. And also like find a find a community that feels good for you. Find folks that you jive with and try to make something cool. If you get along, then that usually helps the creative process. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. Julian, I want to thank you again for coming in to speak with me. I really appreciate it and for giving us a little bit of insight into the uh, the entertainment and gaming industry. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Jason Baldick, and this has been the Red River Report. Thanks for listening.